0: Welcome to another podcast by Chainsaw Phoenix, a.k.a. David. Um, I have with me a lovely guest from sunny Florida, Christina. Christina. Hello. hello. (laughs) Tell me about yourself.
1: Well, I'm Christina. Um, Just as you mentioned, I'm currently in Florida, but I am a Midwest girl by heart. Um, And so I'm a little bit of jack of all trades. I have an experience of probably anything you can probably think of, but I'll stay on track and and just whatever you would like to discuss and, and tell the people about. But um, I'm just your average girl. I um, love to, I love sports. Um, favorite sports team, I would say right now for basketball, I'm going to have to go with Boston. They're not the original uh, big three, like KG when he was there, but it's still oh, yeah. one of my favorites. Um, so that's, that's me, Midwest girl, um, still very... Uh, lovable, love to talk and help people achieve their financial goals, especially their financial goals, so that they can ultimately have time freedom. So that's me in a nutshell.
0: Excellent. So in all honesty, what got you into um, being able to seek out such a career or uh, such a path in the financial district itself?
1: It really was, and this is going to sound awkward, but what really got me into the field of seeking the ability to help others with their financial goals is by me having everything on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, So I currently um, was working in corporate America. And if you looked at me on paper, my credit score is in the 800s. Um, I have the house, I have the car, um, the payments, I don't have any payments. I look great on paper financially. Mm -hmm. But what was missing was time freedom, having the ability to be with my friends, my family, that type of thing. And you can't get that when you're working for someone else because you're working for their dreams.
0: That's so true.
1: that technically is how I got into it. I wanted to have my own freedom as um, far as time and the ability to do the things that I wanted in my life. And because I already have a passion to, to help others, it kind of just spilt into that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so through those journeys of, um, because there's always has to be a trigger point, in my personal opinion, of saying like, guess what? I don't want to work for someone else. I want to work for myself. Um, you mentioned that it looks great on paper, like credit score and so on and so forth. Um, but in doing so, what financial freedom did you actually achieve or what freedom did you achieve? Um, were you able to travel more? Were you able to uh, pick up a hobby, um, like things like that? After after I
1: achieved my goal of financial success? Yes. yes. Actually, you know, when I, when I achieved my goal of financial success, while I was working for Corporate America, I didn't have those things at all. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I really, the trigger point for me, was it was several different times that I can pinpoint in my life Um, for one example is when I was a corporate business trainer. So Mm -hmm. I will go city to city, state to state, basically set another facility from beginning to end, making sure the PCs are there, all the software is correct. I actually created all the modules, um, did the action plans and um, facilitated the whole training. It was exhausting, Mm -hmm. but yet here I am in Honolulu. It's great. You're paying for me to be in this resort where people pay thousands of dollars to have, same with Manhattan or Chicago. So it was the best places I was going to. And I was having what some people would say on paper, the best life. Yes. But the trigger point for me was one day I remember very clear. I was short for time because you're working for somebody else. You're working to build their dream. So I was in Chicago, and usually my husband will come with me about a week after I travel. He'll come the second week. We'll stay the rest of the duration of my training there together, whatever state I'm in. And then we will fly home together. So this particular time, I was in Chicago by myself, and it was an evening or something. And so we were FaceTiming each other at the time. And so he was FaceTiming, we're talking, and I'm just like, I'm listening to it, and I'm engaged. But I'm like, babe, where are you at? He's like, I'm in the living room. What are you talking about? I'm like, no, you're not in our living room. Where are you? He's like, I'm in the living room. So at that moment, it dawned on me that the job has taken me away so much. Everything looks great. I couldn't even recognize my own living room because I wasn't home enough. Yeah, (laughs)
0: Like, that's
1: so sad. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing if you're not doing with the people that you enjoy. So that, that was one of the tickers that was like, okay, something has to change because if I'm not home enough to recognize my own living room, this is a problem. And then it was just little times after that, it was triggering me, saying, okay, you have to stay genuine to yourself. This is not you. It looks great on paper, but you like to help people. You like to make sure that you do things on your own schedule, your own time. And I wasn't doing those things. So that first moment and then the buildup of other events that took place was the trigger for me.
0: Wow, that is actually really interesting and it's very true because if you don't have that life work balance, things go out of whack. Um, I know a lot of people, there's some people that work 12, 14, 16 hours a day shift and they don't have time to see their family or their kids grow up. I'm not sure if you have kids or not, but even that could be heartbreaking as well. The fact that you don't recognize your own living room um, says a lot because, um, that to me, a living room is a place where you just go and you relax and you watch TV, especially with, um, your, your significant other. So not recognizing all those things that truly is a true trigger point itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the great topic that everyone talks about nowadays is COVID. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everyone loves it. Everyone loves talking about it. So let's talk about it right now uh, for a little bit, because to be honest with you, I'm just tired of it. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> I think has that everybody ever... might be. <laughs> oh, of course. of course. Has that put a damper on, on your goals or has it set you back or have you changed the way you looked at certain things in any way? Mm-hmm.
1: That's a really good question. Um, for me, I've always looked at, I'm going to give you a phrase and I think it's probably a common one people say some people look at COVID as you know live today as 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 if it's your last day you know because they see a lot of friends and family passing away from it or just getting sick not too terrible for some people but others might have horrible experience Mm. Um, my outlook is a little bit more um, I always care about at the end of the day I want to make sure I make Jehovah's heart shine so I'm always living for the day today as if this is the last day I can live in integrity to hold up my integrity so it hasn't dampened me because of that it's always every day you never know what like for example um depending on when people are listening to this podcast in the state that I live in Florida there was just recently a building that collapsed yes which is heart-wrenching just so sad but nobody saw that coming so I kind of try to think about that even though COVID is there Um, I try to think that anything can happen. I can go to the grocery store and something unforeseen can happen. But if I live today with integrity, then I have nothing to worry about. And then hopefully while somebody else is going through a bad time, if they have COVID restrictions, then maybe I can make a little bit better with them. And that's kind of what trading comes in a little bit too. Um, And it sounds odd, but you're living in a pandemic and things are just expensive. You have inflation like crazy right now. And so I don't really want to change what I eat and how I eat it. I don't want the limitations. So it's easy for me to say, I know where the money is. Don't stress out. Go do a couple trades and I can stay in balance. If a family member that lost their job because they're furloughed with COVID, instead of it being a damper, I can go show them how to do a quick trade. They're back up on the up and up. So that's how I kind of view COVID. It didn't damper me. It kind of made me more flexible to help others and
0: myself. Sounds like a very eye-opening situation, to be honest with you. I'm mm-hmm. glad you actually said it um, because to me, um, with COVID, this is how I created the podcast. Um, with the free time that I have now, it's the fact that I could do something more than just sit at home and just do nothing in a sense. So that's why I'm glad to know that there's other people out there that took that opportunity to grow because this is the best time to grow. You can pick up a new mm-hmm. skill. You can learn something new. So I'm actually, I'm very happy to hear that you that you've done that as well.
1: Thank you. And you know what it sounds like to me, too, Mm -hmm. is that you and probably me, you and a whole lot of other people, we stop fighting ourselves. You have to be genuine to yourself. And you probably thought, I'm not a person to do a podcast, but look, you're good at it you're you're so comfortable doing it <laughs> so COVID kind of like you said it got a lot of us out of our shell and I always think about how a lot of times time passes and you get a new industry or a new um revolution this is a new revolution more people after COVID
0: mm-hmm. if it's gone it
1: might be another pandemic that come but we are now creating our own spaces our own ideals our own dreams which is huge this is what people were doing when they were building trains you know or building the computer for the first time like now we are that generation to get in and actually make our own space
0: i like how that sounds i really do like how that sounds um i gotta ask you a question Mm -hmm. um being someone and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a lot of things at you right now um being someone of color being a woman any challenges um starting up and especially going to different corporations <laughs> saying, hey, do this, do that, do that. Um, therefore you could have that financial freedom. Did anyone in honesty look at you differently or treat you differently, or did you feel that effect?
1: Because Absolutely. in
0: honesty, in, in honesty um, again, being a woman of color, being a woman, <laughs> uh, I hear it that again, um, it's harder for someone like you versus um, a male in that same industry to have success.
1: Absolutely, and I—I I think this is what what you're asking has always been something that shaped me my whole entire life, mm. from the time that I was in college. And I don't think I mentioned it, but um, what brought me to Florida was better opportunities as far as careers. Because when I graduated um, with my, my bachelor's degree in health service administration, there was not a lot of resources and jobs in the community that I was living in, so. I wanted to take that extra leap and go somewhere where there was more opportunities. So now you're talking about complete culture shock. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, there is not a lot of African-Americans in general or a lot of African-American women um, that fit any description for me to get a position at a corporate office. So I literally started at the bottom the lowest position you could have and had to work my way up Mm -hmm. so much. So about four or five years ago, I just completed three master's degrees. I have wow. my master's in health service administration now, have my master's in informatics, and I have my master's in business. Mm-hmm. All three of these was something that my manager told me I could not do. Um, when I went from the roles from a claim processor to provider rep to a corporate trainer to a business technical analyst, they told me there was something I could not do. And I remember the day that my manager, um, before I moved back to my hometown, my husband and I, we wanted to go back, have me work from home. Since I've been with this company at this time for probably about 13 years, no, probably about 12 or 11 years, to stay working from home in a different state, I should have proved myself by then, right? I'm like, the top employee you guys got, I'm making your millions of money, um, dollars every week. He told me, you cannot move back, I would not allow you to work from home, because I don't trust you and you're not good at what you do. Mm. Although all the data showed differently. So to this day, I am the only person that have broke records for this company. But that's just a little bit of the opposition that I had to face. I could have quit at that moment. I could have said, are you crazy? Look at the stats. Look what I did, you know? And of course, well, that was the person before you. It's just catching up now, you know? Mm -hmm. So there was so much opposition. It still is being a stock market strategist to this day. There's not a lot of Black women doing it. So they think, well, you don't know how to read a chart. You don't know how to do mass data. You can't understand what a gap is and how to trade off a gap. Because these are technical things that maybe someone that is not, that doesn't look like me, that had to go to school for seven or eight years just to Mm learn. So the challenge is definitely there, but I kind of feel like it's just few in the fire to say, if I can do it, anybody that looks like me or don't look like me can do it
0: we all have opportunity very i love how you said that because it's very true um and that's i'm trying not to say something but guess what this is it's called real talk no field test i don't care (laughs) (laughs) um i believe that as as african-americans or african-canadian um the fact that we see opportunity and as soon as someone plants an idea saying we can't do it we hold ourselves back
1: yeah
0: and it's unfortunate to say that. Um, that's why when I hear you say, when someone says that to you, you're like, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. But not just that, I'm going to go higher and above that, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And I love that.
1: Thank and you. that's
0: how we should be. And that's how our mindset should be. We're so, and again, just our culture, we were so back 400, 500 years ago. We're so stuck back in that. and we, And I find that we hold it hold ourselves accountable. And we have to realize, guess what? Those days are, are in the past. Exactly. And yes, it sucks to say that, that yes, when you see today, um, a lot of things are happening to us. You see the Black Lives Matter movement and so on and so forth. Yes, these are very important things, but we cannot have those things hinder us for a potential. And I find that those things are doing that. And just, mm-hmm. it's very, it's a, just a handful of us that are saying, yes, we understand, we see it, we observe it, but despite all that, we're still going to achieve more just to show that, guess what? We are great. I so that's that. why I'm, 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 and like I said, it's, this is real talk. And this is what yeah. I love like about this podcast.
1: <laughs> and everything you said resonates with me. And a lot of people don't realize um, that what you're doing, what I'm doing with anybody else that's trying to do something to make their own space You mentioned, you said a a phrase that we're hundreds a year, 400 years behind. We are. And again, I have to go back to the small town that I was born and raised that I love. And I still probably will go back and live there before I die. (laughs) You know, I love my town. But one thing I recognize, and I'm just being honest, it's a black city. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of resources still to this day. The only way I can help change that is by teaching people the things that I didn't know. See, you learn stock market and how to do trading when you're in prestigious high schools and prestigious uh, colleges. We don't have that in our communities. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why we're so far behind. We think when we when we have our bills that are just piling up and it's so hard to, to catch up with bills and to get our credit score straight, you know, that we have to go work three jobs. Like you mentioned, you're working all these jobs just to pay the bills, but your kids are growing up without you. Um, your sons don't have a, a father head that's around, there's a trickle down impact, because we don't have the resources to just be normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and, and taking that time, taking that mother or that father out of the household, because they have to do work, and not be there for them with their homework, or just when they had a bad day at school, or just the little things, that embeds into that child growing up that they have to do the same thing. I got to work hard. I have to be pay the bills. As long as I'm doing it, you don't see me, it's fine. And so it's a condition type of me- mentality or thought process that we start having instead of saying, wait a minute, I don't need multiple jobs. The answer is I need to make more money. The yeah. answer is I need to make more money faster in a legit way that will help me and my family. Then I need to teach them how to do the same thing so they can have generational wealth and we won't have to worry about it. Yep. And, uh, and and to this day, which is sad, like you said, um, most uh, unfortunate, anybody living in the poverty areas or African-Americans, we don't have that. And and that shouldn't be something that's a, still a hidden secret. Go out there and just ask somebody you see in the grocery store. Hey, did you do a stock today? They would look at you like you're crazy. But if it's when mm-hmm. their buddies that walk up, they're going to share what stocks they're doing for the week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like an inside key. So, that, that is a big problem that we have to fill the gap. We can't do it, of course, overnight, but it's a step-by-step process. And the more that we fill it, the more financial literate, literate we will be so that we can actually make solid decisions. Even like with credit report, people don't understand stock market is even tied to our credit. The credit report has a, a certain rhythm that they do. It doesn't matter if you pay bills off right away. Sometimes it doesn't do anything to your credit score.
0: No, it doesn't, yep. <laughs>
1: Why? Because if you got a house that you just paid off that's $150,000, you just close the gap on having $150,000. So now you're actually going to have a lower credit score if you don't have something else to fill. But we don't know these things because we're not educated on financial literacy. So it's vital that we get this into our communities, get this to the young people, let them take and run with it. And
0: I and I, I, 100% I agree with you. Um, I'm going to touch base on stocks and what you mentioned for finance, but I have a quick question for you. Um, Do you think that the government itself, again, this is real talk. Do you think the government um, is holding us back because you said certain resources are not there for African-Americans within their community? Or do you think it's just an overall um, um, procedure by them? The the
1: honest answer is, is I'm not trying to go around the question because it's going to sound like it for a minute, guys, but I'm not. (laughs) It's it's technically yes to both of them, but I think it's strategic. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that a lot of what we see is politically influenced. And because of different cities and different states having different um, political influencers, it has a roundabout effect on the Mm -hmm. government as a whole. Um, For example, our schooling systems, how during COVID, most um, um, kids in different areas, they don't even have an iPad or, or a simple pad, period, to do their homework so they feel behind. Just yeah. something that's simple is tr- strategically done to keep those set of kids behind so that when COVID goes away, you're so far behind, you know, that, that gap is there. And it's, it's too much for you to fill that gap, whereas... If you're in a very well-off area where your political influences are making sure during COVID you're getting all the free resources, you're making sure that they don't lose their job because they can have the ability to work at home and things of that nature, that household is more stable. You mm-hmm. probably got a nanny to help out help out with your kids when you go to work, or you're probably able to be a mother and stay at home and work from home with flexibility while your kids are there and you're helping your kids, whereas someone that doesn't have that from the other community, they can't. You just lost your job because you couldn't show up. Yep. You know, now you got more stress in the household and tension. So those type of things, I think, are strategically done. Um, and, and as an overall effect, yes, it does come down to the government support.
0: I, like, I liked how that sounded. That was fantastic. Um, going back to something that you mentioned, and this is where I'm, I'm going to go against what you said as well. Um, and then we'll move on to that. What I was going to say after. Um, you mentioned that it's great to have a lot of money. And it's therefore you could buy this and buy that and, and be able to assist um, with your upbringings and assist with your family and, and so on and so forth. Um, do you find, um, especially being in, uh, as a business coach, do you find that, have you ever noticed that people have all this money, but they waste it and they're not saving it? And you like, wait, you have, you can make, you have six figure salary. How come you have so much debt? How come you're still begging for money? How come you still have loans and so on and so forth? Um, and if so, how did you counteract them? Like how, what advice would you give those people to, to be financial free and actually manage their money more more appropriate?
1: That is an awesome question. So the way that I would, how I can help them um, really kind of going back to just finance 101 to see how things are done, because To address that, a lot of people that have businesses and when they're in in debt and say they're making six figures, it's because they're just not good risk managers in general. Um, They're all over the place. And and it sounds to me like someone in that type of uh, environment or situation, you really have more so of privilege, in a sense, Mm -hmm. because someone that has no credit or lack of credit that's making six figures can't even rack up debt. To do anything can't even get another loan to do anything so you probably have a better privilege to where you do have these open lines of credits and things of that nature to where you can max them out but still make that much money and be in a sense not understanding how to make that debt work for you now the simple thing i would say to help them get over that hurdle if that's them they have to get a plan have to make a budget one you got to get a budget in place after you have a budget in place you have to have a payoff plan after mm-hmm. you have a payoff plan then you have to have what I call a debt consolidation plan. So the debt plan and debt consolidation plan are they're a little bit different. The debt plan is just uh, basically you taking a Excel spreadsheet, saying I owe fifteen hundred dollars for my car. Then you breaking down that fifteen hundred dollars, how much you can pay each month until you get to that payoff. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you do a consolidation plan in general, now you're trying to make other things that people don't know about work for you. So perhaps you own a home. Maybe you got $150,000 on your home. Well, how about you save up $20,000, put $20,000 down all toward the principal and let that debt go down. Or if you have that open line of credit still, because you've been maximum kind of like robbing, how does saying go? You rob from Peter to pay Paul. Yep, yep. So use a credit card, take $20,000 off that credit card, pay it towards your principal. Once you pay that credit card back off, do the same thing over. You'll probably pay off your house in two years because of the compound interest. Mm-hmm. So I would try to get them to understand the, the different methods or strategies that they can utilize with a consolidation plan by using the credit that you already have available and open to your advantage by applying certain things in a compound way to the principal that way it works better for you. You're not opening up any new lines of credit and everything is still the same on your plate. So, um, and believe it or not, I do have a freebie on my website that actually have just those two things, a budget and a consolidation plan already, um, created and the formulas are all there. So all you have to do is just plug in your own individual numbers, but that's how I would address that because it must, it sounds to me like they don't understand how to get their credit to work for them so they can pay Mm it down while making a good amount of money.
0: Sounds good. That's excellent advice. Um, After our podcast, if you're able to give me the website, I'll add it on. I'll add it on the the podcast for sure. Okay. Um, Last but Yep. Go ahead. I have one more
1: thing for that. I was going to tell you just so that everybody knows you don't have to make a ton of money. Like for Mm -hmm. me, believe it or not, like getting rich is not one of my goals at all. It's, It's just not. I like to just be comfortable when I have things paid off and I have no stress because when you owe, it's kind of like you're a slave to whoever that debtor is. So I still look at money as just an overall protection. And the key Mm. is if you know where the money is, it's almost like teaching a man how to fish. He'll never go hungry. So you don't have to just like gobble it all up at one time and keep getting money, 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 money. No, because if you spend more time making money all the time, like even in the stock market, you see people that day trade just continually for eight hours, Mm -hmm. No, who wants to do that? If I don't want to sit at a desk for my my, um, nine to five, why would I do the same thing for trading? You know, so the, the key is learning the shortcuts, the quick trades and things of that nature. And the same with anything you do in life. So you can have that time freedom and you have the financial freedom to where you're not feeling stressed out and you can live a better quality life.
0: I like how that sounds. And that's why, and it's funny how you mentioned the word rich and what you're pretty much talking about is wealth. And I'm actually going to do a solo podcast or maybe I, 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 you know what? I was thinking about just doing a podcast um, solo of the difference between success and being successful, um, which I also untie it with being rich and being wealthy and those two it's, it's very interesting. So I, you know what, I, I might have you on that podcast when I actually do it. So just I stay tuned it. for that one. Um, last but not least, my final question is what is a stock market strategic? I have no clue what that is. <laughs>
1: is basically someone that can help you take your current income and I'll show and teach you how to overall utilize the stock market as a benefit um, to grow your current income. So I strategically show you how to utilize the stock market to grow income or to save for retirement, whatever you need, that financial goal will smash it that way. And so that's basically what that means.
0: So now that you say that, anyone that's listening, and I'm listening very carefully, if you had to pick one stock that's going to blow up in the next like five years, which one would it be?
1: Oh, that is a really good question. There are so many. Um,
0: Besides crypto.
1: Well, and crypto crypto comes and go. Yeah. Crypto does come and go. Um, This is, guys, I don't hold my feet to the fire. This is just my personal opinion um amc i've made a ton of money off of amc yes and it is not a good company so i will be very transparent in my course i teach that stock market 101 is find good companies you find Mm -hmm. good companies when you find good companies if you're making like a legacy portfolio then you you put those good companies in your legacy portfolio and you hold them for at least a year if you're trying Mm -hmm. to trade off of them you know you start off with a good company if they great company, but they just so happen to have something to influence them, like current events or something, and they yeah. drop down in price. So you're buying it and selling it as an option because something just influenced it, but it's still a good company. That being said, um, AMC right now is not a good company. But the reason why I mention them is because they're almost like a phoenix. They hmm. literally were done, bankrupt, bye. and all of a sudden, because of so many people rallying together and rallying up their stock value, they're actually alive now. And I have a lot of AMC theaters in my area, and so many people are like literally supporting them, still going to the theater. They don't want them to go anywhere. So I look at it like AMC could possibly be the next Google. <laughs> really? People could that possibly continue to go to the movie theater and love on AMC and get them back to where they need to be. And instead of being a 15 to $30 stock, it may literally be a thousand dollar stock in 10 years from now, you know. But so that's how I look at AMC. That that's one of my, my favorites. Um, and that's because me and my husband, we have a thing, you know, we, we go to the AMC movie theater when nobody's there before
0: 12 guys. It's oh like me too. I'm the, own theater. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Like <laughs> I usually go between like a Wednesday and a Thursday, and it's like early morning. Or like, you're right, like as soon as it opens, there's nobody there. Therefore, it's just, you get the best seats. Everything the is best. fine. Fresh food, everything. It is perfect doing that way. That is I awesome. want
1: that to stay alive. Yes. So I might be a little biased. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you heard it here. If AMT goes up to $1,000, you heard it here first. So that's perfect <laughs> prediction. Um, do you have any questions or anything you want to add?
1: No, just I enjoy your podcast. Please keep it up. Um, Everything you bring is so much insight to the people. So we need more of this.
0: You will get more. Don't worry about that. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I will talk to you very soon. So stay tuned. Take care. Thanks.